Welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. This is Bethany, your coach from drbcoach.com, coaching with power, purpose, and practical tools to help you show up with confidence. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. This podcast is for you if you serve, lead, and teach other people every day, and you just want to make things a little bit better. Welcome. I'm Bethany, and I'm happy to be with you here today. Very excited to talk to you about this topic I've been focusing on all month, and that topic is how to handle difficult people in your life. You might have difficult people at work. You might be teaching students who are sometimes challenging to work with or maybe all the time being difficult. Maybe your stakeholders. Stakeholders would be people like your uh, leader, the person who is your manager or administrator if you're in a school. It could be the parents of your students. It could be people that you work with side by side like peers or colleagues. Whoever it is in your life that you consider difficult, we all have people in our lives who come to us as challenging in whatever way. And it might be because of characteristics they possess, or it might be because of our own experiences, our capacity to accept them and understand them, or our level of patience and questioning to get to know them better. Today, we're going to talk about difficult people in one way, and that is in the area of bias and questioning strategies. If you need to have a conversation with a difficult person in particular, bias and questioning strategies are fabulous tools to help pause, rethink what might be going on, and remain a little bit more open to that. What is bias? Well, bias is largely subconscious. We're not always aware of our biases. Sometimes we are. A bias is basically our predisposition to think in a certain way. For example, the culture that I come from presents me with certain biases, and I might look at the world as if people should behave a certain way or look a certain way. So if someone is outside of my understanding of how they should be in my understanding of the world, I may be biased around that behavior or around that person. I might have what you would call judgment about the person. And another kind of bias could be about gender. So I'm female and I'm, I think of things from a female perspective. A lot of times that may come off as judgmental of other females, such as thinking that women should behave a certain way or think a certain way, or that they should not behave a certain way or should not think a certain way. That could limit me or it could limit my understanding of the person to whom I'm speaking or with whom I'm speaking. Um, I might also have biases around males or people in the gender, gender neutral space, LGBTQ community, other places. Um, so I may have different biases that I don't realize are biases that prevent me from seeing another person fully. And when I'm dealing with someone that I believe to be difficult, if I have biases around other people, their gender, their cultural group, those are going to come out in just the way I see them or the way I hear them. Other types of biases could be around 
my level of education or the other person's level of education and trying to understand where they're coming from. In doing that, it also brings a little bit of bias about whether I think they know what they're talking about. Um, And that could get in the way or that could help the conversation. Either way, biases come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. What I'm trying to say here is that when we're dealing with a difficult person, what we think about them or the judgments we make about ourselves, both of those are going to come into play in that conversation or in the situation. So I just want to share with you all that I have encountered a lot of people lately that I considered to be difficult. And one particular person, I was thinking, man, this person is being so challenging right now. I could list 45 ways that person was being offensive or challenging. And in looking at the way other people were responding to that person, I also thought they could see it a lot of different ways, but they're more than likely going to be offended by this person's behavior, by their words, and by their actions. Um, At the same time, that person was having a medical challenge. And certain medical challenges can provoke a person so much that they respond to everyone in anger because they're in such great pain or they're so exhausted. And you and I may not know anything about what they're going through. Perhaps I've never experienced it. Perhaps you've never experienced it. It may not ever enter our realm of consciousness, what they could be experiencing right now. And for that reason, today, I just want to share an insight about curiosity and bias. The first one I've already mentioned, and that's biases we approach situations with or people with. It's very difficult to pause all of our biases because, as I said, we're not always aware of what we're assuming about other people. But curiosity can be the antidote to that. Even if we have no idea what our biases are or what our predisposed opinions are about other people, we may be able to overcome those through curiosity alone, regardless of our awareness. Curiosity begins with a what question. And when I say it begins with a what question, a what question is what we would call an open-ended question. In the situation I was sharing with you today, a person that I encountered that was super challenging and potentially could be perceived as offensive to others, I'm thinking, what is that person's experience right now? What are they going through? What might be going on with their body in that illness they're facing that could be provoking the emotional situation they're sharing? What could be behind those statements they're making or those demands they're making or those accusations even that might be coming out of their mouth? I don't know if you're aware, but I've been thinking a lot about emotions and emotions really are an experience that starts in the brain chemically that circulates throughout the body and creates a state of mind or a state of emotion that we experience. If a person is going through a seriously hard time or an illness, there are different chemicals going through their body that may be presenting them with anger, hostility, or despair, depression, all kinds of emotional experiences that might not make sense to someone outside of that person, but are really real to the person experiencing them. 
So as the person in my life was experiencing these difficult things, at first I felt very um, stuck, honestly. I thought to myself, how can I see this person differently when I'm feeling such resistance to them? The question helped me to open up and think, what is their experience like right now? What is that anger or that hostility they're projecting? What is it really a symptom of? What could be going on with their body as they are facing an illness that has turned on this level of emotion? When a person is physically ill, especially if they have chronic pain or chronic issues, those physical situations really can send sensations throughout their body that create what feels like legitimate emotions like anger and hostility, when really it's rooted in the pain they're having, the physical pain, or the different experiences they've just recently had around that illness. Curiosity can help us get beyond that so that we can remain calm and open, even loving towards the difficult person in our life or in our work. I'd like to suggest asking what questions rather than why questions. Why reflects on the past and sometimes it can cause blame or accusation to emerge a lot faster than other types of questions. But what questions open it up? They're completely boundless. So we might ask something like, what is that ex person's experience right now? What are they going through that could lead to that response? What do they need me to see and understand about them? What about this situation would be most helpful to connecting with them? What am I missing? What do I need to understand? In most cases, none of those questions will lead to an answer that has anything to do with me or you. Almost all of those questions will lead to insight about the person and what they're going through, and that will be most helpful to all of us. It's so easy to take things personally when someone is being difficult in our opinion or in our experience. And it's so easy to want to go to our close-knit circle of people in our lives and talk about that person, what they're doing, how they're acting, and how we are experiencing them. It's a lot less common for us to spread around, hey, that person's having a hard time. We need to see them. We need to understand what they're going through. We need to help. I'd like to propose that to you today. Most negative feelings we get from others come from a place of pain or fear in the other person. With genuine curiosity, pausing our biases or at least recognizing we have them, and asking questions that begin with what, we can open ourselves up to receiving the other person and stop resisting them. And as we slow down and realize that their emotions and their challenges that we might be seeing, they don't have a lot to do with us even when they are directed directly at us. When we can pause all of that, now we're in a place of power and resourcefulness to find out what's really going on with that other person and to be helpful and even loving. This week, as you're working with someone difficult in your life, I wish you all the best in thinking about how you might ask curious questions and truly desire to understand them. Here's to being the best version of you this coming week.